Alright, the foray into the reading of the book on the podcast. Alright, so, so for a while now I've been trying to get back into reading, but I bought books time and time again and the books just get dargaze up or get worn looking but never been read properly. So I thought to myself, how do I keep going? There are a couple of things that discourage it, you know. One of the things is my eyesight. <laughs> I had to read at the night light in bed at night and then I can never for the life of me find my the reading glasses that I have I have what should I say I surrendered to the um, notion that I need reading glasses anyhow I'm going to try to read during the day or whatever time and the book I'm gonna try to read Today is called My Father, Son, Son Johnson. That's My Father, comma, Son, dash, Son Johnson. So Son, Son is S-U-N, dash, S-U-N, Johnson. I don't know why I thought it was S-O-N. And it's written by a C. Everard Palmer. C, that's the letter C, dot, uh, by period, so C. Dot Everard E V E R A D last name Palmer. A little bit of a side note on the, this Palmer guy. Like, oh, oh, outside here drinking coffee and it looked like oh, right. I thought it was something filling it. That's the smokes. Yeah, drinking coffee also. So, pardon my sips. So, sip and read. Sip and read. Yeah, like a side note is that this book is when um, I was in high school. I remember my teacher, my literature teacher, had us read this book. And this book had a impact on me the way it was written. I don't know the impact, I just know that I remember the book. So when I went down to Jamaica, I just came back not too long ago, a couple months ago, after I was in Jamaica for a couple months also there. Um, some of the colder months. So I'm in Canada. So I was in Jamaica for some of the colder months in Canada. I was away in Jamaica. Did I say that? Okay. And I decided I need to find this book. Because I've always thought about this book in the astrals of my mind. As to did I read this book? Did this book really exist? Because it was I know it was impactful to me. I remember there was even a market scene in it, fish, fresh fish, that I remember, and I haven't reached that far yet in the book. I'm gonna rewind just for the sake of this exercise and start back from the front of the book because I haven't reached too far. But I just remember this book had this impact. So when I was in Jamaica, I um, drove from where we live out in Saint and crossed the. Um, the North South Highway with this gas guzzling truck that I bought. I bought a V8 Land Cruiser. V8, yes, number 8 Land Cruiser. And it drinks gas like, wow, I mean, the gas station's nose. If I miss two days at the gas station on the third day, they say, Where were you? <laughs> and I said, And I'm putting in like 
20,000 Jamaican dollars worth of gas each time, which is around 170, dollars oh, Canadian. And that's every couple of days. So it was crazy. It's still there. I love it. It's a nice off-road vehicle. Uh, that's another story I'll tell. Um, it has a bush bar. Um, right, let me describe my Land Cruiser in Jamaica now. Um, it's white. It's a 1999 Land Cruiser. I bought it off a Chinese gentleman who has a business in Jamaica. This Chinese gentleman can only speak Mandarin or Chinese and Patois. He cannot speak English. If I try to speak to him in English like this, he says he doesn't understand me. I need to speak Patois. Right? And he says, you speak too good in, he says in his in his pattern. Say, you speak, you speak, you tattoo, you tattoo good. You tattoo good. Um, that's why you, you like me. People people take advantage of you. You know, um, because you chat English good. Um, and if I'm talking to him and he's speaking, he'll be like, what, what? So after then, go down in my patwa like this and say, yo, when I say, I have to actually go down in it, you have to say things like they have to them, the filler words, the filler patwa words, you have to get down in the thing if you understand. So, so you have to get down into the things for him to understand. Um, so I bought it from him. He used it mostly as an off-road truck. So he had done some work on it instead of bush, in terms of a bush bar, he has the real big rims on it, the halo rims, um, the black halo rims, he has, um, I even have a shovel on the back to dig us out if we're stuck, um, on the top we have the, 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 the aids that you, you push in the mud to get the, to get this, the wheel out of the mud if that's stuck, he had um, some metal armor plate um, shields under the engine engine shield that it took a couple of us to just lift up the metal armor plate off the ground uh, it has a wrench that is actually connected to the axle to the chassis um, the inside was immaculate Man, really, it looks like well, my brother was explaining to me that he may have actually um, re redone the, the inside because there's no way a 1999 can look so immaculate. So it had a lot of little extras. Looks good. Um, the rampage, um, bushwhacker, um, fenders, stuff like that. Hood vent, black hood vent on the front. Um, lighting kit all around. You know, different color lights. And with a, with a light, lighting, um, lighting rack on the top. Um, really nice truck. But um, it drinks gas. So that's the thing. So I, I might sell it when I get back down because I have to go down. But I drove that vehicle across the highway. Got to show you. Found the book to get this book. So I drove it from the north coast to the south coast of Jamaica, from the north coast to Kingston. Found this book at the Kingston bookshop in Arthur Tree. Bought the book. I don't remember how much Jamaican I bought it for. 
and uh, took it back home and uh, I've been trying to read it from ever since and I haven't so I'm gonna pause now and then next time I get in I'm gonna go into the book My Father, Son, Son, Johnson by C. Everett Palmer. Okay, now my phone got locked while I was doing this anchor so I gotta fix this. Okay, so the first chapter in the book, My Father, Son, Son, Johnson by C. Everett Palmer. The first chapter, chapter one, is called Tableau. T-H-E-B-L-O-W. Maybe I'll stop spelling them sooner than later, but it's Tableau. Tableau. Chapter one. So, let's do it the right way. Chapter one, Tableau. I was there when the blow fell, and Father took it like a man. Jake Ibbotson, who was the other big guy in our village, the other besides Father, rode up in his car shortly before noon. He wasn't driving. He had always done his own driving, but today he had a chauffeur, Lon Bakersfield, who ordinarily filled out a weekly work schedule by driving a truck or working around Jake's farm, but today he was chauffeur in the car. Alighting with haste, he opened the door for Jake, who was seated big shot like in the back seat. As he stepped out, Jake took a mighty long time to straighten himself out, looking around with pleased eyes as he did. The Jaguar was purring nicely. I had seen Jake climb from a battered Hastin to a brand new Humber Hawk, and now he owned a Jaguar sedan, sleek and seemingly poised for speed. Unlike Jake, father had gone backwards, climbing down from a car to a horse. Today, Jake was a personification of triumph. Although he was beaming happily, his eyes weren't laughing. It was hard. It was hard to like a man like him. His face was not only hack-shaped, but he had a sick, washed-out color. He didn't look kind, and he didn't look cruel. He didn't look anything. Lifting his his helmet with a veined hand, he scratched his head as he surveyed our Robin Hill property. Father was on the veranda. I was in the yard. Father was cool. He was leaning against one of the veranda posts, waiting for it. Jake said, Oh, yeah, Martin. Hello, Jake, Father said. Nice day, eh? Sunny and hot, Father said. Stifling, come on in. I read differently. Anyway, Jake looked around the car. Shut off, Lon, he said. Me and Merton have business. He climbed our stairs like a lord with a monopoly on everything in the world, and Father led him into the room where we call our office, where we kept his farm books and catalogs and accounts and bills, lots of the latter. Lauren did as he was told and leaned against the car, picking his teeth with a straw. It was the first time that I wasn't interested in a car, as talked about as the Jaguar. Instead, I wanted to eavesdrop on the proceedings. So I climbed the stairs weekly into the house and into my room, which once I shared with Brad, but Brad don't live here anymore. Neither did Arlene, my sister. They had moved out to live with Ma, who had divorced father about a year and a half ago. 
she was teaching in a localized school and lived in a house on her very own. I believe I saw now why she had divorced father. She must have seen this coming, this humiliation. Father had been sliding from a long way back. He didn't seem to have something in him which Ma appreciated in men and she had gone with my sister and brother, leaving the house to father and me. It was my choice to stay with father and I had stayed. But I hadn't thought it would come to this. Yet, at one time, Father was a good man, a careful man, a man with judgment. What had weakened him? My room was adjacent to Father's office. I could hear the two men talking. Jake was saying, Samaritan. So, have all of it, Merton? Not all of it, Jake. Not all, Merton, but it's due today. All of it. More than due. Father had barred money against his property from Jake. 7,000 pounds, a lot of money to bring his farm out of stagnation, as he had said. But the farm was still as it was before, maybe worse, and the money all spent. And more, uh, and more than two years after, now none was in and not all of it, or not all of it. So father had just said, I don't know what that is. Two years after, no, none was in or not all of it so far that just said, okay. I am sure you can see your way to wait another. Another what? Jake snapped. Another couple months, Jake. Merton, Jake said, as I heard his boots cuff the floor and his chair push back. He had got to his feet and probably was looking through the window away from father. I already allowed you an extension. Yes, yes, and thanks. But I need more time. I know I will owe you a lot. 4,300 to be exact, said Merton. Let me ask you, if in 27 months you cannot pay, if in that time you had paid back only 3,000 roughly, how in the name of God are you going to find all the money in two months only? I'm going to take a pause here. Let me just drink, take a sip of my coffee. As it getting cold. All right, so podcast with gold. Anyway, da 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 da. Four thousand two hundred to be exact. And Merton, let me ask you something. If in twenty-seven months you cannot pay, if in that time you paid back only three thousand roughly. How in the name of God are you going to find all the money in two months only? I can raise it. Meaning you can you'll borrow it borrow against to raise it. A vicious circle, Merton. Father chuckled. I didn't I Father chuckled. I didn't understand how he could have. The way the man Jake was talking to him, but he but he had done it. He said, No, no. But I need to straighten myself out. I'm in a mess right now. Nothing seems to be going right. I know I have made mistakes, but I, but I'll make good yet. And you see, I have some new business coming in any week now. Alright, I feel like I'm reading like a five-year-old. Let me try again. You could, you could tell Jake wasn't looking at father when he said, "I have obligations to meet Merton." 
But Jake, but Jake, what's 4,000 to you? Jake turned sharply. What's 4,000 to me, you ask? To lend people like you, Merton. To sure you up and wait and know what? You expect me to throw away just like that? No, no, all I'm saying, you can afford to wait. You have money, I mean, uh, I, I mean, you really, you don't really need it immediately. I do, Merton, I do, today, now. The silence was awful. I could hear both of them breathing. One the tiger, the other the victim. Then I heard the crackle of paper. It's too bad that you are a gambler, Jake said. I have your deed here, he went on. And if you pay, and if you pay, then I'd be happy to hand it back to you. But, and it pains me to even say it, Merton. But if you can't, I'll have to take your property. Of course, it's worth more than the four thousand, which is outstanding. Of course, it's worth more than the four thousand, which is outstanding. I'll give you the difference in cash. Though there are so many rundown things here not worth anything. Father didn't say anything. He didn't say anything for a long time, for an eternity. At last he croaked. And that's final, huh? What else can I do, Merton? I'm a businessman with obligation. I owe the bank money too. Okay, Jake, the deed is yours, I heard father say recklessly. Come in there. Okay, Jake, the deed is yours. I heard father say recklessly. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, nothing. Jake was happy for just this to happen. You understand, of course, how painful this is for me. You have to do what you have to do, Jake. No hard feelings? None. And you'll sign? As you wish. Have a pen right here, Jake said quickly. He would have. The papers crackled again. Father had lost the farm, the farm and the house and everything. Robin Hill. He had mortgaged it away to the hilt and Jake, while Jake had fed him the money his father had, had had need of it. Until now, he had him in a bind and everything was Jake's. Father was careless with his money. Sure, he was careless and at times foolish too, too generous. But he had had bad breaks as as well. I remember almost I remember the almost new truck which was demolished and lost. It was only a year old, standing in our yard waiting for the insurance to be renewed. Our driver didn't know that father was late in renewing the coverage. He thought it had come true, and without father's knowledge, he had taken the truck out on the road where there was an accident. It was a total loss. Several other things went wrong as well. Crap failure. Thefts and now Jake had added another of father's weaknesses. Father was a gambler, something new to me. With the paper signed, Jake became more amicable. Of course, we can work out something, you know, by which way you may stay here, Merton. I know for a while away, you may even want to earn something while you are here. He was suggesting that father go work for him. Thank you very much, Jake, but I'll manage. We'll move out. Don't put yourself in too much trouble, Merton. It will be okay for a while. The rent will be modest. 
we will move out, Father said tersely. Yes, yes, of course. Just thought it was time for Jake thought it was time for him to go. But he was too triumphant not to have the last word. Well, think about it, he added. I tiptoed outside. Just in time to see him walk or walk off. Walk out of the house and around it. His property now. He walked away when I saw him coming. I walked away when I saw him coming my way. But he saw me and beamed. Hello, young man. I couldn't consider answering. But I said, I didn't, couldn't consider. Sorry, let me start. I didn't, couldn't answer. I wanted to cry. But then again, I didn't want to. Closing my eyes tightly, I tried to shut him out. But he was there under my under my blazing eyelids. There in his fist helmet and khaki work clothes. His hack-shaped face agleam with his black deadly eyes. Understanding my attitude towards him, he turned away. I heard him turn, tell Lauren, let's go. And I heard the two doors slam shut and the car pull away. And it was then that the tears flowed. I went back into the house. Father was standing in the office. When he heard me, he turned. His face had aged about five years since the arrival and the departure of Chief. There were lines in it that weren't there before, and a kind of tiredness which interfered with his complexion, making it pale and worn. But his eyes were burning. They were the only thing in his face that had life. I couldn't tell what they said or meant, but that they were neither happy nor sad nor anything. They were just different, alive, almost magnificent in the terrible teeth of defeat. Father, I said, Father, he smiled at me. He put his hand out and I took it and hugged it to my cheek. It was then that he lifted me up so I could be face to face with him and I looked. He was crying. Well, not crying, because it was a queer mixture of smile and tears. He was smiling, so meaningful that you knew the tears had very little to do with the bad deal. It had to do with us, he and me. It said, he said, Rami, you and me, Rami. I was 15 then. All right, I'm going to take a stop here for today, uh, for now. And at least do a pass, probably do one of those, um, in the, what they call it, interlude things. So it's a little music. And then I'll come back. So how is it look so nice so far? First time. Um, I think I read like a three-year-old or I'm embarrassing three-year-olds now but I'm gonna take a break here and then put some little background music and then I'll go back and try and finish at least a chapter today One Love So today is uh, June the 5th 2022 i'm going to continue reading from the book my father son son johnson still on chapter one the blow page 11 um just listening back the one from yesterday it was low and i read like a five-year-old so i'm gonna try and read a little bit better i have the audience of my wife and potentially my daughter who has her headset on 
Um, so let me just get straight into it. It was Friday. That doesn't well. That didn't start out so well. Let me try it as a six-year-old. It was Friday and payday, and that meant half of the day's work for the laborers. And shortly after noon, the men began to stream up the house to pick up their wages. They came with the tools of their trades or labor on their shoulders or swinging in their hands, forks and spades and machetes. And the day was so hot that they carried their shirts in their hands and their peeled backs glow shiny black in the dazzling sunlight. Father told each one the same thing. Check with Mr. Ebertson on Monday morning. He's a new owner. He will expect something new of you. To a man they asked, what? But father didn't explain. He only looked down at the pay list and barked, next. Once this job has been done by the bookkeeper about father, all right, let me start at all. Once this job had been done by the bookkeeper about father had to let him go, things had become that bad. In the evening, father paid off Lottie, our maid too. She was about 45 and she cried. She said because she had been with the family for so long, too long to part with us. She had nursed us as children all, she said. I was sorry to see her cry so much like a small girl. But abruptly she stopped and loosened her head tie of bright pink cloth and she showed a determination which was hard to comprehend. She left hastily, never looking back. It was one of our worst Fridays. We did not even light the gas lamps. Neither did we eat the supper which Lottie had prepared before her departure. It smelled good of fresh meat being cooked on the several fires. Smelt of pork chops and beef soup and a frying liver. The village was a was a courtland place too. And from the window I could see the lights of the stores in the square and hear the people babble and laugh. But nothing was pleasant. The food was like bad medicine and the laughter mockery. Father moved out of Robin Hill. He had another piece of land, River Bottom, and hillside land which he had not included in the disastrous mortgage deal. Three miles from Robin Hill, it boasted a cabin on it. Father asked me whether or not I wanted to go with him or join Ma in her home. He briefed me carefully and without bias. He said the comforts of where my mother was surpassed by far those of the cabin. He asked me to consider such things as cooking, clothing care, and particularly the relative remoteness of the bottom land. My being there would mean little in the way of companionship. I would miss not only Arlene and Brad, but the company of the village boys. And there was a question of the distance to and from school three miles away. I'm going with you, I said. Father climbed atop the furniture-laden cart drawn by our mule, Lizette. Behind the cart and attached to it was a rope. By a rope was marble, our horse. I made up my mind and I and walked down the steps. Somehow I had to go with father. He was right, had to be. He had lost and he needed me. I believe that after he and Ma were divorced, he had sunk deeper down, sliding all the time. Should I desert him now? What then? Let me read that over. Should I desert him now? What then? Walking fast towards the cart, I climbed up and threw my bundle in the corner of the cart. 
Why don't you ride marble? Father asked. Yes, sir, I said. I like riding the mare. She was very understanding. She would gallop real fast That was, if that was what you wanted. But then, too, she seemed to know what kind of rider was atop her and would proceed accordingly. If you were but a child, she became your protector. On itching her, I mounted her and the cart. On itching her, I mounted up and the cart ground down the hill. Okay. On itching her, I mounted up and the cart ground down the hill. The tail end of the sad procession, I rode behind. By the time we reached the road, I was happy. I didn't know why. I shouldn't have been. I should have been sad, but I was happy. The cart creaked along. People stared at us. When they saw Father approaching, they came out of their, onto their, pouch, their porches and to their edges to witness the final blow to his dignity. I didn't like the way they looked at him or at me. Some even had things to say. For, from under their breaths, they said, Worthless man. From a car and a truck to a cat, his wife was always right. Some of them just laughed. It was another matter to go through the square. Somebody must have run up ahead and notified the people that we were coming through. Because why would so many of them be there on a Monday morning? They were, all, they were almost drawn up on both sides under the shops, piazzas as we, under the shops, piazzas as we walk. So, they were almost drawn up on both sides under the shop piazzas as though they were there to review the troops. But to me, it was like a celebration of Father's failure. I stopped the horse. I didn't want to go on. I wanted to turn marble around and dig my heels into her flanks and ride in the other direction, ride anywhere, not all, but into the wide world somewhere. The cart crunched on, and for the first time, I saw Father's back was straight. He picked up the whip and snaked it in the air, not eating the mule, only awakening her. And it was like a mini thunderclap, and he, Father, began to whistle. I wanted to be with him. Again, I rode forward and even Marble seemed to want to be a part of it, galloping ahead of the cart in a prancing way and asking me for her head and having got it, turning and coming up on the other side of the cart. Let me read that again. I wanted to be with him. Again, I rode forward and even Marble seemed to, be, seemed to want to be a part of it, galloping ahead of the cart in a prancing way and asking me for her head and having got it, turning and coming up on the other side of the cart. Nobody seemed to be saying anything, but as soon as we had cleared the square, there was a burst of laughter, and Father stood tall and solid on the two shafts of the cart, and it rolled down to our new place breezily. So that's the end of chapter one for Father Sonson Johnson, The Blow. Moving on to chapter two on page 15, it's called Reflections. But I'll pause here for a second. I should have included all of that. I didn't know the chapter was going to finish. But anyway, this is a pause. So we get a little interlude, a little music, and get to drink a little coffee or something. All right.
hello what's up all right if you're still here well you love torture anyhow um after listening um or reviewing the podcast a little bit i mean it was torture for me so i guess i love torture also but after listening it um what's the term what's it called the term i'm looking for embarrassingly it's not embarrassing can't remember the term right now but hopefully by reading the words will start coming back to the brain once again but after listening it i think i'm gonna end chapter one and start a different um episode with chapter two so this is where we end and um hopefully i'll get better going forward but thanks for anyone who has been listening you know send a feedback uh and and make it um make it make that feedback um well it won't be a far-fetched thing to ask i, I think it was gonna but make it um critical I, 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 I criticize please um I, I, at least i'll get a feedback but criticize let me know what i know what i don't like but let me know what you don't like all right uh, and if there's anything you do like well you know surprise me so one love stay blessed i'm gonna move into chapter two shortly